My name is Jonathan. This is my account of the strange events as I am asked to go to Transylvania as was a newly qualified English solicitor to attend the affairs of a silver man by the name of Count Dracula. His castle was in the Caffian Mountains, on the border of Transylvania, Bosphoria, and the Moldavia, to provide local legal support for a real estate transition, overseen by my employer, Mr. Peter Hawkins of Exeter. At first, the Count seems gracious in his manner, after a long, arduous journey on the trek through woods, a dirt track roads, and a change of carriages, Halfway, as my original driver refused to go beyond a certain point, leaving the woods and crossing himself a mad attempt, I account my journey to the Count, a tall, thin man, whose eyes make you feel transfixed at your, to your spot. I am invited to stay the night, informed to stay in my room until the rising of the sun. At dawn, this makes me feel like a prisoner. I get restless and start wandering the Count's castle against Dracula's admiration. I encounter three females on their way to my room, called the Sisters. Before they can approach me, I hear, meet the voice of Dracula, who tells them to get back to their room, as he said, very strangely, that, it was, that I was not for them this time. Dracula turns to me and looks me looks straight to my eyes. I am impelled to go back into my room and sleep. I wake the next day and check my door, and it's not locked, so I leave my room for a second time. I awake the next time, day, I check my door, it's not locked, and I leave my room for a second time. I wander round the castle, I begin to notice such in the daylight, it's full of cobwebs and all the eerie silence of no people, no birds, no nothing, but the grey walls seemingly closing in on you. I wander for ages and find not a soul. I come upon a large oak door with strange carvings of flying bats and writing of an unknown language, knowledge. I check to see it. I cannot enter. If I can enter... Oak door creaks open. I am shocked and stunned to find a large cartoon sitting upon a stone altar. Suddenly I am hit on the head from behind. I fall to the ground with a thud. I wake and find myself tied up. I count Dracula smiling, revering a set of teeth. Two of them pointed like fangs. Dracula tells me how he became the creature of the night vampire. Many centuries ago, he is one of even the terrors bulls, captives, and nailed to a wooden cross, a long pike stuck, sunk into their skin to let them bleed to death, while even the terrible watched and at his dinner. Thinking that he, Dracula, was dead, he left to fit and wait the vultures, hyenas, and insects to feast on his cadaver. Dracula screamed to the devil to save him, and a black figure appeared and said to him, I will give you the power to live, return you will suck the blood of your victims, and their souls will be mine. Your power is only during the night, as it represents darkness. I give you the ability to transform you into a bat, client, my client's black messenger of the night. Dracula felt two fangs plunge to his neck, and blood being drained. He woke up 
He had an overwhelming need to feed on the blood. He pulled his body from the cross. Jonathan asked, Why are you telling me this? Well, says Dracula, I need to move on. Here, from here, my Jonathan, as my enemies are coming, so I decided to try out England. I just needed you to set it up. You're useless. At this, this, this is at an end. After preparations are made, Dracula leaves Transylvania, binds Jonathan to the sisters, who are also vampires. Jonathan barely escapes from the castle with his life. As the sisters surround him, he was ready to meet his maker, but luck was on his side. For the Count had regaled his tail too long, and a faint sun ray beamed into the room, causing the sisters to back away. Jonathan just about managed to pull the curtains down, and doing this act caused the sisters' bodies to combust in the flames. Jonathan ran for his life as fast as his little legs would let him. Dracula boards the Russian ship, the Dimitra, taking along with him his wooden coffin, while which, due to his vampire curse, contains Transylvanian soil, which gives him the ability to gain strength. Whilst in the Dimitra, the crew, like all seafarers, grumble among themselves, grow restless, as some believe the item to be cursed. The captain should have refused the coffin to be part of the cargo. Day bleeds into plutonium darkness. Only the twinkling of the stars above to break it. The night watchman heard a dull swish, and before he can perceive what the sound was, Dracula standing over him, sinking his fangs into neck, bleeding every drop of his crimson iron rich blood, and draining his life force away. And all light and light leaves his latest victim. This turns black and disappears. Not long afterward, the ship being weighed at, having weighed anchor of Vandermoor, runs aground on the shores of Whitby, on the east coast of England. The ship is found by a gang of smugglers who watch the shores for each such events to loot them for treasures. One of the motley members of the smugglers finds the captain's log, and he reads out the human currency. The log narrates the gradual disappearance of the entire crew. Upon until the captain alone remained himself bound to the helm and maintained course. With this, the member turns to the girl, it back to his fellow, but is set upon by a large animal with fangs and bat-like wings. All the others are set upon and ripped apart, blood, drained, souls sent to hell. The ship's cargo is described as silver sand and fifty castles of mould of earth from Transylvania. Dracula successfully purchased multiple estates under the alias Count de Villiers throughout London, thanks to Jonathan, and already devised to distribute the fifty boxes to each of them, utilising transportation services, as well as moving them himself. He does this to secure himself layers, and the fifty boxes of each be used in his graves, which will grant him safety and rest during times of feeding and punishing his strength. Sitting by the window of her father's state in Whitbury, is Jonathan's fiancée, a lady by the name of Mark Mona Hawke. 
blonde, yet long hair, piercing blue eyes, dressed in a long formal gown, who's asked to be her friend Lucy, dark-haired, also wearing a gown, but there is a bit more daring, showing a glimpse of her boobs to entice the young men. Lucy receives three marriage proposals from Dr. John Stewart, Quincy Morris, and Arthur Mo- Holmwood, a son of Lord Golding, into later attains the title himself. Lucy accepts Holmwood's proposal while turning down Stuart and Morris, but all remain friends. At one the grand balls at Morris Harbour's estate, a young man, a new man, enters their lives by the name of Count Dracula, who has a charm and blue piercing eyes and seems to hypnotise you. Later that night, before Lucy goes to bed to slumber, she visits by the mysterious Count. Instead of screaming the house down, Lucy is stuck to the floor as a superglue and is proudly displaying the, her neck as the Count drains her blood. Not enough to kill her, but like a cow milked all its milk. She has to. She, she has his food sauce. She must be food for for the moment. Doctor John Stewart attending his parents, to his patients at a local asylum. One of whom is a short, odd, short man named Renfield. Renfield is rather odd fellow. Even a patient at Arkham Asylum. His favourite pastime. To gather up insects, all shapes and sizes, put them in his mouth and crush them with his teeth, then suck the blood from the insects until they are none but dry. Doctor John Stewart asks Renfield, "Why does he do this abhorrent acts? He replies, "It will keep him immortal." His master told him on his nightly visits. Soon Dracula is stalking Lucy. As time passes, Lucy begins to suffer from episodes of sleepwalking and dementia. As witnessed by her friend Mina, Lucy begins to waste away. Dr. Stewart invites her old teacher, Abraham von Helsing, to take a look at her as his experiment experiences strange diseases was greater than his. As Van Helsing examines Lucy, he finds the two small fang marks. He has an idea that it can be but he has to research it first, so he tells the concerned parties he must go away for a day to confront firm his faults. Van Helsing enters the monastery library, deep in the dungeons and a book only few knew about, due to its dark, diabolical nature of his subject. Inside the book, made of human skin, red in human blood, is a true account of a witness who saw how a creature to be known as Nosferatu and to the local myths as vampire due to its appearance as a bat, a sucking victim's dry similar to nature's vampire bat. Van Helsing read how, if a victim had become a sorcerer vampire, it will have two small fang marks on his neck and, uh, and will gradually get very ill and die. Van Helsing returns, but refuses to close the diagnosis of Lucy's acute blood loss. He prescribes numerous blood transfusions, to which Stuart, Quincy and Arthur will contribute 
over time. Also garlic flowers have been placed throughout Lucy's room, and weaves of neck necklace with her garlic blossoms for her to wear. However, she continues to waste away, appearing to lose blood night every night due to the count being able to obstruct her to remove her. These offensive items do to inflicting his breathing and stopping him from showing his love to her. While both doctors are absent, Lucy and her mother attacked by a black, large black wolf, Miss Westerner, who is a heart condition, dies of fright. Van Helsing attempts to protect her with, with garlic, but fate faults her him every night. Whether Lucy, mother, removes the garlic from her room, or Lucy herself does in her own in a restless sleep. After Lucy dies, Van Helsing places a golden crucifix over her mouth, which the other seems a strange ritual. But he says it's part of the to fix her soul into the heavenly gates of essentially to delay and prevent Lucy's vampiric con- conversion. Fate conspires against him. Again, when Van Helsing finds the crucifix in possession, one of the servants who stole it of Lucy's corpse. Following Lucy's death and brutal the burial, local newspaper report children being stopped in the night by a blonde boofer lady or beautiful lady. Her children and found dead, drained completely of all their blood and their strange fang-like marks on their necks. And Helsing, knowing Lucy had become a vampire, confides in Stuart, Lord Golding and Morris and regaled findings in the notorious book in the monastery all look at him. It is shock, awe, and a little fearful that such creatures as a vampire should exist. The suitors of Van Helsing track them once, beloved Lucy, with now a monster in their eyes, down, and after confrontation for her, stake her in her heart, behead her, and fill her mouth with garlic, as mentioned in the book, as the only one to finally kill this creature. Doing so, Lucy transforms to a former self, praise. Prayers are said to attend it to, by all intending. Around the same time, Lucy arrives to Budapest, where she tells the others of her escape, and is a, he's he, and he about the Count being a vampire who must be destroyed. Marries Mina, and all of them join him, Van Helsing, on a hunt to fix the world of the vampire Count Dracula. The vampire hunters stay at Dr. Stewart's residence, holding nightly readings and providing reports based on each of their various trials allotted to them. Mia discovers that each of their journals letters collectively contain clues to which they can track their Grand Dracula down. Mina tasks herself with collecting them, researching newspaper clippings, finding the most relevant entries in chronological order, and typing out copies to each a party which they are to study. The meanwhile, Judgment tracks down the shipments to the box graves, the estates which Dracula purchased in order to store them. Van Helsing conducts research along with Dr. Stewart to analyse the behaviour of their patient Renfield, 
both believe is directly influenced by Dracula. It also research goes deeper to historical events, folklore, superstitions from various cultures to understand Dracula's powers and weakness. And via, via this, Van Helsing establishes a criminal profile on Dracula in order to better understand his actions or addict his movements to finally track him down track him down and kill the beast. After discovering all the various properties, Dracula's purchase, the protagonists team up to raid each property and are several times confronted by Dracula, and each time he survives to drink blood another day. As they discover each of the box graves scattered throughout London, they pry them open, a place and seal wafers, sacramental bread within. This act renders the boxes of earth completely useless to Dracula as he is unable to open, enter, or even transport them. Director learns that the group's plot against him. He manages to get control of Mina three occasions and feeds his own blood to control her. This curse is Mina with vampirism and changes her, but does not completely turn her into a vampire. Van Helsing, realising something is wrong with Mina, attempts to bless her through prayer, by placing a wafer, a sacrament, over against her forehead, but it burns upon Cactet, leaving a wretched scar. Upon, under the curse, Mina oscillates from consciousness to semi-trance, during which he perceives Dracula's surroundings and actions. Van Helsing tells the others he's going to hypnotise Mina, Twice a day, at dawn and sunset, as a vampire is not able to function these times, but me to put Mia on trance of further track Dracula's movements. Mia, afraid of Dracula's link with him, learn with her, urges the team not to tell her their plans out of fear that Dracula would be listening. After Patanglis discover and sterilise 49 boxes found throughout Dracula's slayers in London, they le- learn that Dracula has fed with a missing 50 box to his castle in Transylvania in the last bid to keep his beastly existence. He was him under the guidance of Mina. He's lit up the teams once they reach Europe, and Els and Mia team up to locate Castle Dracula, while the others attempt to ambush the boat Dracula is using to reach his home. Van Helsing raised the castle, droids of Empire Sisters, the ones who nearly ended Jonathan's life the first time around. Upon discovering Dracula being transported by gypsies, he had hypnotised to his bidding. The three team converge and attack the caravan carrying Dracula in his 50th last box of earth, with patching many gypsies who had sworn to protect the Count. Harkus sears Dracula through the throat with a Karagi knife, while the mortally wounded Quincy stabs the Count in the heart with a bowie knife. Dracula crumbles to dust, and Mia is freed from the curse of vampirism. A scar of a hovered disappears. Soon after, Quincy dies from his wounds. As we looked there came a terrible convulsion of the earth, so we seemed to rock to and fro and fell out to our knees. At the same moment, a roar that seemed to shake the very heavens, the whole castle, the rock, even the hill on which it stood, seemed to rise into the air and scattered in the fragments, while a mighty cloud of black and yellow smoke, volume on volume in rolling grandeur, was shot upwards with inconceivable rapidity. 
There was stillness in nature. The echoes of thunderous report seemed to come as the hollow boom of thunderclap, a long reverting roll which seems through the air floors of heaven shook. Then down the mighty ruin, falling whence they rose, came them fragments that were tossed skywards into cataclysm. From where we stood, it seemed as though one fierce volcano burst, satisfied the need of nature. The castle and the structure of the hill had sunk again into the void. We were so pulled with a suddenness and a grandeur that we forgot to think of ourselves. The fire and the heath is beginning to lose its glow. A platinum night is spreading across the land. My friend Bram finishes puts down my tail in his book. He looks at me, his eyes flow red. He lunges towards forwards and tears on my neck. The end.